Hey, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. You're here with me, Joe Violetta, and I'm joined in the studio with Amy Stanton from Tiny Stays. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm stoked to have you here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, a clue as to what we're talking about today. Amy's business is called Tiny Stays. So what do you think we might be talking about? Well, it's my current obsession and I feel like it's most of my friends' current obsession as well. Tiny houses. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Amy has a beautiful tiny house in the Yarra Ranges. Is that Yarra Yarra Ranges? Yarra Valley. Why am I saying ranges? I'm thinking Dandenong Ranges. (laughs) No, no, it's close. (laughs) In the Yarra Valley. And so we are going to chat to Amy tonight about exactly what is a tiny house, why are they so gorgeous, and, uh, yeah, answering some of our listener questions about tiny houses as well. If you've got any questions about tiny houses and you're listening to the show live, jump on the Dream Home Movement Facebook page. You'll see a post there with Amy's gorgeous face and just comment with your questions about about tiny homes, tiny houses. We also have our regular segments. We've got Carl with the finance segment, and he is going to explain how we can secure finance for a tiny house because it's a little bit different to securing finance for a normal house, a normal-sized house, I should say. And Tara is a little bit under the weather tonight, but she will be dialing in for our property geek out. So all that coming up next. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are talking tiny houses today. I am so excited because I watched that Netflix special, that Netflix doco about tiny homes. I don't know if anyone else listening did and I'm obsessed. I've been obsessed with them for a while and we've been waiting for ages to find the perfect guest to come on and talk to us about tiny homes and we have found her. It's Amy Stanton from Tiny Stays. So let me tell you a little bit about Amy and then we are going to get stuck into tiny houses. Amy had a big lifestyle change. She went from studying beauty therapy to to becoming a plumber. That's a bit of a change. Just a little bit. <laughs> I would say. I realized I couldn't paint nails. <laughs> <laughs> and she was living it a self-described, very materialistic lifestyle where it looked like she had it all a house, which also means a large mortgage, <laughs> and a brand new car. So a large car loan. And um, she was working close to 70 out hour, 70 hours a week. Yeah. Wow. At one stage. That's horrendous. It was crazy. <laughs> so 70 hours a week to pay for it all at a very young age. And she woke up one morning wanting to change, sold all her possessions, quit her job, traveled, and then decided she wanted to turn her passion into profit, which was building tiny houses with her brother and renting them out to people who wanted to escape the daily grind. If you're listening to the podcast episode version of this show, I'm putting a link to Tiny Stays in the show notes. And if you're listening to the live show, after the show, go on over to the Dream Home Movement page. I'm going to put a link to Tiny Stays there because you've got to check out Amy's gorgeous tiny house. It's it's. Stunning. It's stunning. So that was a real um that was a real sea change. It definitely was, and it was the best thing I've ever done. Oh, that's I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. Big, big change. It would have taken a lot of guts to do that, but it's worked out really well. But for the uninitiated 
Can you explain to us exactly what a tiny house is? Because we're going to get stuck into some detail, but we better make sure we're all on the same page. So what actually is a tiny house? Yeah, that's what I wondered when I first started looking them up. (laughs) But a tiny house is basically a little house on a trailer. So it's, if you want to picture it, it's kind of like a caravan, but it looks like a house. So it's on a trailer. Most of them are completely off grid. So you don't have to connect them to anything. And it's really for people to explore the minim- minimal lifestyle and just living basic with beautiful nature surrounding you. So, yeah. Sounds ideal. And it, you'd also, because it's a lot smaller, it's off the grid, it wouldn't cost as much as a regular-sized house, I would imagine. No, it doesn't at all. And that's what people, I think, are really liking about them. So you don't need to go out and get... Oh, it gets close to what, 700 grand for a mortgage these days yes. for an average house. So tiny houses are usually in between, depending how big you're going to have them, they can be really small or some of them are like bigger than houses, ranges from anywhere from 50, 50, uh, 50 grand to probably 150. Okay. Yeah. That's still a lot less than what you would yes. you would spend on a on sort of the, you know your standard house. So you'd be saving money being off the grid, you're saving money without having a huge mortgage. So it really would be a, a huge lifestyle change. Now, what inspired you to create Tiny Stays? I've explained a little bit to our audience about your big sort of lifestyle change which so- sounds magnificent to me, but what what inspired you to create the business as well as the tiny house? Yeah, so basically I have a huge thing of turning passion into profit and I try and tell everyone to do that. I think it's huge. You're at work all the time, most of your life. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. So I sat down one night and I thought, okay, what do I like doing? And my brother was there and we were thinking, well, we like building. Mm -hmm. We like adventure and travel. We both do that a lot. We like off-grid and escaping work, you know, getting away from your bosses, all that kind of thing. And then... Ben had been to America and seen these tiny. So that's your brother, Ben. Ben's my brother and partner in tiny states. And he's a chippy, is he? He's an ex-accountant. He kind of did. (laughs) But now he does a lot of building work. So he kind of did the same thing as me, quit his nine-to-five job, travelled for five years and then came back and like, well, I want to be doing something I love. So... Then we thought, well, yeah, let's start building these tiny houses because we have the skills to build them and rent them out to people to escape the daily grind. Like more and more people are working more hours every day, every week, and they just we find we need they need a break. So that's when they come to our houses, disconnect from it all, and reconnect with their loved ones. Oh, that sounds amazing and so needed because these days yeah. we're always turned on. We've got uh, devices in our hands all the time. Brains are running over yeah. time. So to be able to escape the grind yeah. and yeah, just do something completely different. So Ben saw a lot of tiny houses in America. They're really popular over in the States, aren't they? They're huge in America and I think they're just getting bigger and bigger in Australia. We're kind of looking for that off-grid type of thing we're looking at glamping tents igloos but we thought tiny houses we can build them that people love them and they're so cute like they just look so cute so <laughs> they're adorable yeah. aren't they yeah 
what when you say off grid what do you what do you mean by that so basically they're not connected to the sewer water our tiny house in the Yarra Valley we're connected to solar power so that's what off all the electricity runs off you can charge your laptop phone people can't come in and expect to use a hairdryer and all that kind of things but basically it charges just what you need and then we also have a water tank we got hot water and everything and we have a compostable toilet so you sit down it looks like a normal toilet except if you look down it's different to a normal toilet and it composts all your waste and then every two months or whatever we change it over and it's all composted and put the other one back in so Amazing. it's completely off grid yeah that's so clever yeah and i feel like that even if people aren't going to be living in tiny homes in the future i feel like that style of living yeah. that's i feel like that's the way that we're heading yeah yeah um, people are embracing more kind of eco-friendly living in their homes so um yeah yeah sustainability everyone's mm. all about it these days and that's basically how you can you don't need to connect to sewer or anything like that but I'm not going to lie, they're expensive for what they are. Like one of Are those, they? Yeah. <laughs> one of those toilets costs probably about uh, over a grand, but in the long run, they're worth it. So Yeah, yeah okay. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an investment. Yeah. It's a toilet investment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big purchase. Don't worry about buying your designer handbags anymore, people. Get on, get on EcoFlow. <laughs> yeah, get a compostable toilet. It's way, it's way cooler. Can you tell us about? So we know you're the tiny, the tiny home, tiny home that you've got in the Yarra Valley has a compostable toilet. That's yep. one of the features. Can you tell us about some of the other features of that beautiful? So basically, we are situated on thirty acres of beautiful three hundred and sixty views. Our whole thing about creating tiny stays was we don't want to be like a caravan. We want people to come and not have noisy neighbours, anyone around them. So you kind of drive up and it's on a beautiful hill. There's a fire pit out the front, free marshmallows. It's got three massive windows so you can stargaze from the bed at night, which is absolutely epic. It's so beautiful. And kangaroos come up and say hi. And it's also got all the luxuries of a hotel. So we, we've still got the kitchen and the stove and the fridge to put a few beers in it or whatever you want and it's basically everything just in five meters of space <laughs> so everything that you need yeah. but in 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 a smaller space yeah is it i can't remember i have looked at the photos is i've noticed a lot of tiny houses are kind of that loft style where you've yeah. got the bed sort of up up high is yeah that? so we were kind of weighing up the pros and cons of a loft and we figured because we're building them purely for Airbnb and to rent out a short-term accommodation, we want people to be able to stargaze and look from the bed. Of course. If we were building them to live in, we would definitely have a loft because it just leaves you so much room to play and all other things. But if you were building one to live in, it would have a loft. But this one, because it, it is more about shorter-term stays yeah. and just ha that whole experience yeah. and the stargazing sounds amazing, especially for people that live in more, I mean, more urban areas. I know a lot, a lot of our listeners live on the peninsula, yeah. so they've got quite big blocks of land. But for our listeners in those more urban areas, being able to lay down and look at the stars from your bed would just be phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of flooring have you got in? So we have hardwood flooring. Gorgeous. Because it's on a trailer. We have all insulation in the bottom, hardwood flooring. We wanted to make it look beautiful. So we've done a lot of interior design with it. We actually made the um, shelves out of the flooring we used, the hardwood flooring. And we still have everything like a heater, a diesel heater and a fan. So, yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. And the kitchen, what sort of amenities have we got in the kitchen? Kitchen, we have a bar fridge. We have a stove. We have all your breakfast kind of supplies, a sink. Um, Yeah, just everything you kind of need, chopping boards. So lots of people come up and they cook up an amazing feast or they it's really popular to have a picnic out the front of it oh beautiful yeah we've we've actually had a few guests propose up there which is so oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so if you're thinking of popping the question (laughs) (laughs) and let's not forget about those views as well so it's basically all 360 views of the high heels of hillsville i've just had a question sent through from my daughter eva who is almost 18 and she said is there wi-fi (laughs) don't worry eva you're not coming with us when we go (laughs) we actually get that a lot and we try and explain to people it's kind of to escape wi-fi don't forget to tag us on instagram there isn't there's reception except if you're not if you're on vodafone you probably won't (laughs) but there is reception up there and no no wi-fi it's kind of that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. No Wi-Fi sounds great yeah. to me. That's like a selling point for me. Yeah. It's forced forced time away from the phone forced and time. from work. Yeah, and to spend it with your loved one and actually yes. talk and connect instead of sitting there on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, <laughs> talking to everyone else. Talking to everyone else. <laughs> now, we had a question sent in from one of our listeners, Jackie yep. Cullen. I'm just going to – it's on Facebook. I'm just going to quickly open Facebook so we can see that question. Uh, here it is. And this was a tricky question. I do not know the answer to this. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. You ready? It's just loading. Of course, everything's taking as long as it possibly could to load now that we're live on air. Okay, Jack. Jackie Cullen. Uh, I'd like to know more about the legalities of where a tiny home can and can't be set up. And she's she's added to that that she's tried researching, but she's hit she's hit a wall. Okay, that is a tricky one because before we started, we went to a lot of councils and asked them, "Can we build a tiny house and kind of put it on some land?" And it is a very grey area at yes. the moment. Yes. It is a huge grey area and I think in time as they get more and more popular, they'll have rules and regulations. But at this point in time, depending whose council it is, mm. tiny houses are non-permanent fixtures. So they're on a trailer so you can move them so you don't actually need a building permit for them. I think that's why a lot of people like them as well. You can kind of just put them anywhere, no building okay. permits. To live in, I'm not going to say I'm 100% sure I think it's like you can't stay in it being like a caravan on your property longer than 32 days or something like that but if it's for us short-term accommodation because people are just in it two nights or one night it's fine and that's basically all I know yeah it is a very gray I don't think anyone knows much more than that to be honest um I, I 
I tried contacting the council to yeah. find the answer. They really weren't very sure. No. Uh, I spoke, uh, I got a, a good response from Melinda Ryan, who's been on the show before. She's a town planner. And she pretty much said exactly what you said, <laughs> that it is a very grey area and it depends on how it's actually, she said it could be interpreted as a dwelling or a dependent person's unit. It depends yeah. on the circumstances and um, that the council doesn't have any specific requirements yeah. or, or guidance. So sorry, Jackie, we don't, we don't actually have a definitive answer and I don't know if anybody does. Um, I, I, Apparently, the state government, uh, like the government at a state level, are looking into it. So even okay. they don't have it. <laughs> well, They're I, looking I into it. I suppose it's a good thing at the moment. Hopefully, they just don't turn around and say, "No, you can't do that." Yes, or, you need this any permits. But at the moment, yeah, there's not really any building permits because it's just like having a caravan. But you may have to think about it if you're going to live in it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a bit tricky. It could be, but, you know. <laughs> so our guidance, our recommendation would be speak to your local council <laughs> or maybe speak to a town planner and good luck yeah, with that. Do what you want and figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> Act now and ask for forgiveness yeah. later. Oh, don't take that advice from us. No, don't at all. <laughs> no, just a big disclaimer. Big, we have not told you to go do something no. without no. the right permit. <laughs> Now, Amy, I would like to know what is actually involved in building a tiny house because you you built this yeah, your yeah, tiny house, yeah. didn't you? That's yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> so, can you tell us about the process? Yeah, for sure. So, basically, at the start, we were a bit overwhelmed because we'd never built a tiny house before. <laughs> we're lucky we had a, our dad; he's a builder. Ben does carpentry work and I'm a plumber. So it's like, well, we got the skills. You got the skills. We just got to figure out how. I think the main thing at the start was finding a suitable trailer because there's so much weight that goes into a house and it's got to fit on a secure trailer. So that took us a long time to find what we need, what like what it needs to hold and how, how much it's going to weigh. So that's a big thing and there's so many places online you can look now for tiny house trailers or go and try and sort it out and then from there it was kind of like building a normal house but just a lot smaller so it was a lot more fun because you weren't spending uh, four weeks painting you were only spending a few days painting because it's a lot smaller and doing different tasks and being a plumber it was a bit different doing the plumbing there especially with composting toilet and things like that but le I, I learned all these new skills like all building skills and I, we got to do everything so yeah then I suppose it's deciding what you want and what's going to work for you if a loft bed's going to work which if you're living in it I would suggest probably get a loft bed and or if you want a bed that kind of looks out to the stars and then it's like well what do I actually need bathroom wise kitchen wise mm. 
a space to so right now we have just a little ikea bench top and it lifts up and down so you put it down you can dance around or you put it up you can sit down the chairs hang up on the wall just all little things like that storage thinking about where you're going to put things is a lot different compared to having a normal house and then from there it was a lot focused on solar power and how you're going to run everything if you're going to have 12 volt or 240 volt and yeah, like it, it's a lot of research that goes into it, but we're always, everyone that's building a tiny house wants to live in one. We're always open to, to answer their questions. Cause why would you spend so long researching it when you can just come to like people like us and we'll be like, Oh yeah, do this or get this or do this. So we're more than happy to tell people and give people advice on what they should look for in building a tiny house and we always say the best advice is actually come out and stay in one because you might come out and be like oh I don't like this like Mm -hmm. it's good for a night but I wouldn't want to live in something this small but everyone's different so yeah I think that's great I mean you're so generous to be happy to share your knowledge with everyone but yeah that's a really good point around okay before you invest in building a tiny Mm. house maybe just go stay in one for a little bit get a get a feel for the realities but also um I liked what you said about putting the bench top up and you'd have to be really creative and strategic so there'd, there'd be a huge design element in it I'm guessing where you, so the planning. I think you'd you'd need to do quite a bit of planning around how is this going to work and how are we going to maximise the the space. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's all things you don't think about, even storage. And we've learned a lot from. We're currently building our second one right now, and we've learned so much from the first one just about storage. Yes, we have enough storage for a person going there and staying the night, but then we're like. Mm, wait where are they going to put their bags where are they going to hang this so we put in extra hangers or or where's the cleaner going to get the new sheets from so it's all about yeah making the most of unused space and putting as much storage as possible everywhere everywhere yeah (laughs) sort of hidden yeah yeah that's I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, you would have to be really creative. I do like the sound of uh, painting the entire house only taking two <laughs> days. Like all those big nightmare jobs are done very quickly. Yeah. I think they're nightmare jobs. But <laughs> paintings, yeah, it's definitely it's fun at the start, but within saying that, we decided. I don't know why we decided this, but we decided to paint our tiny house orange, the second one. And we put the weatherboards on two days ago and we're like, this doesn't look very good. It does not look good. So we've gone and painted them all again the last few days. But, you know, it's better than having an orange house. That's true. And I guess because it is such a small amount of space to make that mistake on, it's, it's two days gone, not not more than that so that that's really good and so you're building another house how far into that process are you so we're nearly at lockup stage our plan business wise is to keep putting keep building them ourselves and putting them out in all different like holiday locations around victoria australia and yeah so we're at lockup stage we hope hoping to get it out in a few months down this way because we love the Mornington Peninsula so we want to put one down this way yes we need you down here that would be awesome so what if some because on the peninsula there's there is quite a bit of land like a lot of people have really big properties they've got 
a lot of people might have really large unused properties I've, I've noticed um, or they might own farms, wineries or just random large unused pieces <laughs> just randomly just like oh I forgot I had that um, but in all seriousness if someone does have a large piece of land what and what would they need to do to work with you? Yeah so that's one of our main things we look we look for just beautiful large land that no one's using. So our Yarra Valley tiny house, we just rented off a guy who has spare land, can't use it. He gets monthly rent. He's happy. We're happy because we're, it's in a beautiful location. So at the moment we're trying to find land down this way and it's a lot, it's like we're just looking for the perfect piece of land and lots of people do have unused land they can't do anything with. So if you have land anywhere in the Mornington Peninsula that has a nice view, because that's probably the most important thing to us, if you want to stay there, you want to have a good view, on our website, tinystays.co, we have a landowner's page. You can just sign up there and we'll give you a call and talk about the benefits for you, what we get, and yeah. So just oh, easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, that's – well, I hope I, – please, someone. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> it would be so nice to have a, a tiny house that people can stay in down here on the peninsula. Yeah. That would be awesome. Now, we have a signature question that we ask all of our guests. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's your turn now. What does the term dream home mean to you? Okay, so – Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> Back in the day when I was like 21, it would have meant the best house on the block. But now I've matured a bit <laughs> and I'm not that materialistic anymore. I think it's more of a haven where you can come home from a day at work and be happy there. It doesn't have to be the best and biggest with the biggest pool or anything like that. Just somewhere where I'm comfortable with got a working kitchen, a nice bed, a hot shower. So pretty simple and somewhere I can kind of, I suppose for me, leave to go traveling and rent out as as a B&B or an Airbnb. I think that's would be massive for me now. Oh, that's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I like that. Somewhere yeah. you can come home and feel comfortable, but also other people might feel comfortable yeah. there as well. So you can make some money yeah. while you're traveling. Pay the mortgage. Yeah. And then get a cleaner in once mm-hmm. your, your guests have left. And so you come home from your, your travels to a beautiful, shiny yeah. house and some money in your pocket. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Now, if people want to find you, follow you, get in contact with you, learn more about Tiny Stays, how can they do that? Yeah, so you can either go on our Instagram. It's tiny.stays. And most people are like stays with a Z, but no, it's just stays with an S. So the actual correct spelling, yeah, funnily the, enough. I know, people <laughs> like tiny stays yeah I'm like no it's got an S <laughs> or on our website www.tinystays.co so just dot C-O. yeah and then hit me up if you have any questions about tiny houses or accommodation or anything like that me and my brother Ben we're always happy to help 
Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in tonight. It was a lot of fun. And Carl and I are most definitely going to come and stay Yay. at your place in the Yarra Valley, yes. not in the Yarra, <laughs> Yarra Ranges. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Jo. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, coming up next, we have Carl doing our finance segment. And in the spirit of today, tonight's theme, he is going to explain how to to get finance for a tiny house. If you're inspired by listening to Amy and you want to buy or build your own, then um, the next segment is definitely for you. We have Carl on the line. Carl, are you there? Yes, I am. Fabulous. We're talking about tiny houses today and you're going to explain to us how finance works for a time when you're buying a tiny house because it's different to organizing finance for a standard home isn't it yeah it is um and the reason for that is although it's got a a, a name of a, a home or a house attached to it many um lending institutions don't uh, think that this is a suitable security for them to hold a mortgage against so, therefore, arranging a home loan for these types of, um, of, of properties it can be very, very difficult. But in stating that, there are some finance options available. And uh, I'll give you a couple of quick examples of how a finance could be arranged for a tiny home. So, let's say that a customer has a block of land and the block of land is flat and uh, he would like to build a tiny home on that block of land, right? Yeah. Um, so, if he owns that block of land and there's no loan against it, um, if he has the ability to, to borrow money, he could use that block of land as security and he could potentially get a, um, an equity release or a cash out uh, for the sum that is required to build or to acquire a, um, a tiny home, which he can use um, on, on, on that block or he can use, um, if, if the tiny home is on wheels, then he can use wherever wherever he wants it, uh, wherever he wants to use the property, or, or the, the mobile property, I should say. What yeah. were the other options you were going to share? Yeah, so uh, equity release using the... Uh, vacant land and security is one option. Failing that, then you can um, have a look at other finance products. If the tiny home is on a is on wheels, yep. Technically, you can write that off as an asset, so you can get asset finance for it. Ah, uh, okay. So, so kind of like if you were getting a caravan or yeah. a boat. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. Right. Asset yeah. finance. Okay. Yeah. So um, you can get asset finance for it. Look, the terms on asset finance versus, you know, retail mortgage product, they're, they're very, very different. The mortgage has a longer term, which makes the repayments cheaper. The asset finance has a shorter term, therefore the repayments are going to be more expensive. Okay, so you need, you, you need to be mindful of that, that the, the different terms and the... Would the interest rate be higher usually on an asset finance or yeah they generally are they are higher yeah than a, than and, a home loan yeah, yeah they okay. are and lenders will set the interest rates based on the type of asset that you're looking to purchase so for example if you're looking to buy a car then there's a rate for that if you're looking to buy a truck there's a rate for that 
If you're looking to buy a car that is really, really old, there's a rate for that. If you're looking to buy a car that's really, really new, there's a rate for that. So lenders will like to see the scenario and they'll provide, you know, what, what they can do on the interest rate on that particular asset. Ah, okay. So the interest rate can ver- vary depending on what the asset is. What about a personal loan? Would that could people get a personal loan or yeah, you can you can get you can yeah personal loan um, if you qualify, then yeah, you can get a personal loan to buy or to build a uh, a tiny home because it's unsecured. The bank's not going to really care what you do with that money. Um, all they care about is getting that money back. Because it's unsecured, um, the interest rates are, are really, really high on that product. Okay, um, so it's probably not so, your first thing that you'd try. Well, it, yeah, um, well, it depends how much you I mean, how much, can you give me an idea of how much a tiny home would cost? Do you yeah, know? Yeah, sure. So some would be around um, 50000 Wow. Yeah. So a, a, a That's personal loan for 50000 with that accrues, you know, approximately 10%, 11% of interest. Over uh, the longest term that you can get on a personal loan is seven years that I'm, I'm, I'm aware of. So yep. the repayments on that is more than the mortgage, you know? Yeah, right. So it's going to be pretty high. Pretty high, yeah. Okay. So finance is possible, <laughs> but uh, it, it is different to, you know, you know, normal home finance. But there's a couple of yeah. options to explore. Yeah, because it's quite niche at the moment, but yeah. I, I think if tiny homes become more popular or become more, um, if the, if there's a lot of demand for it, then obviously there's going to be a lot of sort of different solutions that lenders might have to throw at it, which means that it, it would it would probably, you know, um, lower your uh, repayments because there'll be a lot more options to offer for seeking finance on that particular product. Very good. Well, thank you so much for that. That was really helpful. And if people want to find you, they can Google Violetta Finance. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> thank Thanks you. for having me on. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. We are heading into the Property Geek Out segment with Tara. Now, Tara's a little bit under the weather, but as I said before, she is an absolute trooper and she is dialing in to deliver the Property Geek Out because we do not want to miss out on that. Tara, are you there? I would not miss the geeky of property for the world. I love it. Love, I'm love, so love, love, sorry love you're not feeling well, but I'm so appreciative <laughs> that you're still turning up for us. <laughs> well, I was really interested in tonight's show. Um, mm. Amy and Tiny House Dave, that just blew my mind. She's, um, she's, she's a powerhouse. She certainly is. Amy's, Amy's amazing. And tiny houses are just gorgeous and they're trending like they're 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 going to be huge they're huge in the states and they're going to be huge here i think oh absolutely so here on the mornington mornington peninsula um and in victoria and in a lot of parts of australia we actually have a low cost housing crisis at the moment um and what i mean by that is there's just not enough places for people to rent um particularly under that 250 dollar mark a week, um, and there's all sorts of different people um, due to their circumstances need affordable housing. Um, students, pensioners, um, 
uh, sole parents, travellers, um, people between um, houses. There's just so many different people. It could even be, it could be you to tomorrow, you know. Um, but um, there is really a crisis when it comes to low-cost housing. Um, and there's such an opportunity on the Mornington Peninsula because there's so many granny flats out there um, that could be fabulous homes for people. That's so true. There's a there's a lot of unused land and and little bungalows and granny mm. flats out the back that could be yeah. utilised. So before you go get excited and go out and start building a granny flat out the back, <laughs> um, the main roadblock um, of it happening here because the student investors in New South Wales jumped onto this trend and um, a lot of investors did put granny flats out the back of their properties. Um, and um, use that as an extra income stream. So that that's common in other states, but it's not so common in Victoria, mainly because of council restrictions. So um, each council has slightly different restrictions, um, and quite often if there is a facility to build a second dwelling, it's quite strict that it must be a dependent, per, a dependent person's unit. So that a dependent person would be someone who is... Um, you know, either a family or a close relative or a friend or someone who's relying on um, the support of the person in the main house. Um, and in some councils, it's so strict that once you've built um, the dwelling, when that person, um, the pen person no longer lives there, you actually have to dismantle it. Oh, so, wow. That's yeah. pretty serious. It is pretty serious, um, mainly because um, the um, the... The building regulations um, regarding um, granny flats are different from what a second dwelling would be. So um, it, it, it's all um, it, it's designed to make sure that we have good quality housing, but at the same time, um, I do flag this issue because I'd hate for people to run out and put granny flats in the, in the backyard without doing their research and talking to council or talking to a really good town planner like um, um, we've got lovely Melinda um, from Town Planning Company. Um, those are the conversations you want to have. Is it possible um, in your area? If you already have a, um, a granny flat in your backyard, there's a good opportunity that you may actually just be able to have it um, as long as it's safe and it's up to building standards. There's, there's, there's a good opportunity to have a border there. Oh, okay, so, that's smart. So yeah, you, you have them there as a border rather than them renting it. Yeah, so it wouldn't be part of the Residential Tenancy Act in um, um, 1997. Um, that's what typical um, renting is governed by. Um, but you could have like a private agreement um, for a border to um, potentially, as long as it's a safe dwelling and you've had a discussion with council, um, there may be the opportunity to have a border there. And um, that would be a fantastic opportunity for yourself because um, it's always great to have a little bit of extra cash. Um, but on the flip side, you're giving somebody a home um, who may be really um, not finding one out there. Yeah, definitely. So it's yeah. everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. <laughs> it sounds so like it, a, a really good solution. It does. So if if that if that's something that you might think about, that you've got a, a really nice, comfortable granny flat that meets building regulations out the back of your house, or maybe you've got a really big house and part of it's not being used, please think about having a border and have a, have a discussion with your um, council and um, see what's possible there. 
I love that, Tara. That it is an awesome property geek out tonight. Thank you so much. Now, if people want to find you, follow you, contact you, how can they do that? Oh, absolutely. Well, you'll see me at Opens on the weekend. Um, I work at Janice Dunn Estate Agents. I'm a real estate agent. So um, I'll be seeing you at Opens, particularly in Mount Eliza, Frankston, South Mornington. Um, and you can find me on um, the Janice Dunn Estate website. If you're local and you're, you're popping by Frankston, um, uh, Frankie's Cafe in um, Norman Avenue. You can pop into the office and I'm right there as well. I'm right next to a really great cafe there. Um, well, what more could you ask for then? Oh, a chat with lovely bit, Tara and fabulous coffee and food next door. Oh, look, you can you can always coach me out with coffee and I, I'm happy <laughs> to have a discussion about property or come and do an appraisal at your house. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tara, and I hope that you are feeling better soon. Oh, absolutely. I'm feeling better just talking about this subject. Thank you so much, Jo. <laughs> That's it for tonight. That's all that we've got time for. Wow, that was a jam-packed episode. Looking forward to chatting with you again next week, and I hope that your dream home projects are going well. Bye. Take me.